0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. I want to invite you to just join me now in uh, in Psalm 84. And let's take a look and see uh, what the Lord's saying to us. There have been so many things that the Lord's been um, revealing to us in the last few weeks and few months that have been a tremendous encouragement to us. And you know, He's spoken to us about coming through the valleys and coming into a place where we're being raised up, and uh, we're going to see that there's a beautiful intersection with uh, with Psalm 84 and uh, and His presence. And the Lord bringing us out into a place of refreshing and renewing. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, Lord." Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Stop. Think about that. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. When they pass through the valley of Bacca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools or blessings. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty, listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God, look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Yeah, so, so powerful. You know... The Lord just wants us to put our hope and our faith, our trust, our confidence in Him. And truly blessed, the one who who is to be hugely happy, the one who is to be envied, is the one who puts his hope and his trust, his confidence in the Lord. That's what that word blessed really means. That we should be hugely happy in the Lord. We should be content. Because we trust in Him. We to be envied among all the people. Because we are those who walk in relationship and in fellowship with God. I just love the fact that he says in verse 11, No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. You know, the Lord wants to release good things He wants to release favor and blessing, his provision, his protection. He's wanting to release strength into our bodies in this time. So much confusion going around with sickness and virus and all this kind of stuff. And the Lord wants to release every good thing to his children. He will not withhold anything good from his children. Come on, <laughs> that's going to make you happy, right? So God is a good father, and as a good father, he gives good gifts to his children, and he's going to take care of us. He's not going to withhold what we need in the season. So we can be hugely blessed, happy to be envied because of the favor of God that's upon our lives. His hand is upon us. His Spirit is within us. He's watching over us. He's causing good things to come our way. Isn't that extraordinary? Yay. So this Psalm 84 is all about wanting to come and be in the house of the Lord to experience His nearness and His presence. And the context here is that there is a place for us and we can come into his presence and we can experience his favor and his goodness and it's linked to his presence it's not about you know what I'm just following a bunch of rules and regulations and I'm just going to you know make sure that I'm a goody two shoes and then you know things will work out that's not what this is about God has called us into relationship with himself that we might experience him and as we experience him, we experience it in, in his tangible presence. We, we come into relationship with him, not to be a slave and he's like a master. But we're called to come as friends and to experience the goodness of who he is. To enjoy his company. And so this is part of what this is. the psalmist is reflecting on the time when he was able to join with a company, the the great throng of God's people, and to come and to worship the Lord, to experience His presence in a very particular way. But let's just uh, turn back to um, verse 5, 6, and 7. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. There's a blessing that comes to God's people when we set our hearts to seek Him. This whole thing of pilgrimage is walking with Him, but walking in His ways of causing uh, our, our footsteps to be in alignment with seeking more of God. This is this, this context of being a pilgrim, of, of following in His ways, of going after Him. And so there's a blessing to those who find their strength in God, who's, who's made a decision, they've set their hearts and their minds on the presence of God. So we're blessed, no good thing will he withhold from us when we're setting our hearts and our minds on the Lord. We're not running after other things, we're not chasing after other things, We set. we're focused on the Lord. This is a season the Lord is calling us into to a renewed focus on Him. have such a strong sense that as we come today, it's the end of a financial year and we launch into a whole new year tomorrow. I believe there is a shift and a change of season that God wants us to experience. And as we shift into the new season... It's accompanied by us refining our focus, causing our hearts to be set on Him, on His ways. There's a pilgrimage that we're undertaking. We're not going to be deviated. We're not chasing after all other things. We're not allowing the storms of life to blow us off from our course. We're holding steady. So many things railing against society, whether it be media, whether it be the economy, whether it be health, all these different things trying to get us in a swirl and get us turned around like we're in a washing machine. We don't know which side is up. No, we are those who set our hearts on the Lord. We're pressing in for more of Him. Verse 6, this is just absolutely beautiful and really need to acknowledge. Bill Johnson opened up this passage just so beautifully. I'm borrowing heavily from him this morning. Verse 6, as they pass through the valley of Baccah, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools or with blessings. As they pass through the valley of Baccah. This is uh, the valley of weeping. This is a place where it's desolate. There's a, uh, a connotation of the tree, the balsam trees or the weeping trees. And it's like there's a sap that appears to be weeping from these trees. But also it's a place of dryness. It's a place of, of desperation. And, and so as people go through this valley where there is weeping, the valley of tears... Things begin to shift and change because we're people who've set our hearts on the Lord. We're not taking our cue from the circumstances around us. In fact, we are people as we come into this place of weeping, this place of tears, great disappointment, devastation and loss. We, as the people of God, we bring about a shift and a change. We are those who change the environment. We are nation changers. We are atmosphere changers. We come into a place and a situation where there is hopelessness, tears, weeping. But because we've set our hearts on the Lord, we're thinking on things above We're not allowing all of the conflicting storms, the winds that are buffeting and blowing against us, that that should not be the dominant factor in our lives. It's what God is saying to us because we're coming from the place of being in his presence. How lovely to dwell, to be, to live in your presence. So because we're people of the presence and we come from the presence, as we come into these valleys of weeping, of tears, we see that the Lord moves in us and through us to bring a shift and a change to cause it to turn around. (laughs) Anybody else getting excited about this? They make it a place of springs. They make it a place of springs. Then the autumn rains also cover it with pools or with blessings. Now are you seeing this? When we cause a shift and a change because we come from the presence, we see things differently, even if it is a place of weeping and a place of loss, because we enter into the situation... We know that God has got a different outcome in mind. And so because we carriers of the spirit of God, the life of God is in us and flows through us, we then are those who cause a shift and a change and the valley actually now becomes a place of springs something happens in the supernatural when god's people enter into a situation but we also act our footsteps begin to demonstrate that we living differently thinking differently and are expecting a different outcome so we begin to make it a place of springs we begin to redig the wells we begin to be agents of change. Why? Because we know God wants it to change. So we don't just sit back. And when people say, how are you doing? Well, I'm okay under the circumstances. No, 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 no. No, we're not under the circumstances. We are about to change the circumstances. Get it? They make it a place of springs. We dig up the wells. We redig. We cause the water to flow again. And as we do this, heaven responds to what we're doing on the earth. Heaven responds, and the rain from heaven covers those pools and releases blessing. Blessed are those who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. Blessed is the one who puts his hope and his trust in the Lord. We are the blessed ones. He doesn't withhold anything good. And as we walk in the blessings of God, we see that heaven responds and he covers us. He covers those springs that we're digging up. And he covers it with pools, the autumn rains, and the blessing flows, the blessing increases. Verse 7, they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. I believe that the Lord is going to take us from glory to glory. They go from strength to strength. We're going to appear before his glory. I believe the Lord is taking us into a place of greater revelation greater experience of the goodness of God that we actually going to sense a reviving. We're coming into a place of greater revival. (laughs) God is working in our hearts and in our lives in this time that we ourselves, till each one appears before God, experiences his glory God's causing us individually to experience personal revival we don't just have to hang on to somebody else's revival God is causing each one of us to experience our own revival This is why this is such an amazing time and a great season. And as we experience this shift and this change from one season to the next, God's causing things to move from a place of weeping. The valley of weeping now becomes a place of pools, a place of great blessing. Blessing for us and blessing for others. We have been part of causing a shift and a change in the environment, the circumstances. Everything is different because we got involved. Why did we get involved? Because we got a word from the Lord. What does the Lord want to do? He wants to pour out blessing and favor. He wants us to grow and to go from strength to strength. So I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to this next season. Yay! Come on, he's doing good things. Let me just encourage you with a couple of other verses. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 17 says, The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. God is saying here, I am not going to forsake you. I'm not going to abandon you. Even places where it's barren, I'm going to cause rivers to flow. In this valley... There's going to be springs. What an amazing prophetic word from Isaiah. Then again you see in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 8. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor I will answer you. Come on. This is a time of God's favor. God's hand is upon his people to release favor. To restore us. This is a great time of God moving powerfully On behalf of his children. So, in the time of my favor, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. This is a prophetic word that Isaiah had about the restoration that was coming after the exile, after the captivity. God was saying, He was prophesying, there will be a day of salvation, there will be a day of restoration. There's a time of coming out of lockdown, coming out of captivity. And God is saying there is going to be favor that's going to be released on his people. So verse 8, again, in the time of my favor, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances. Just pause here quickly. You know, last year, in the mining sector, they had one of the best financial years they've had in about 60, 70 years. This is phenomenal. Remember we were talking about 2020 being a year of plenty? Well, it actually happened. (laughs) You know, God is causing favor and increase, and he's talking about restoring the promises and the blessings and the inheritance in the land to the people. And so we, we take a hold of this thing and we say, Lord, apply this into our situation, into our nation, into our land. Would you cause things to turn around? We've seen some signs of this in the natural, in certain areas. And we say, Lord, do it again and spread it further and wider. Amen. Verse 9, to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways Will be raised up. Hey, my highways will be raised up, mountains down. Hey, this is Isaiah 40 in a different version. I'm going to raise up the valleys. God's going to cause springs to flow in the dry places where there was a valley of tears, as though it was your tears that were causing the water to flow. I am going to cause a spring, a well to come up. There's going to be a time of refreshing where it was dry, where it was barren, where it was hopeless. A bit like the valley of dry bones. I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to cause rivers to flow. So Isaiah 43, verse 18 forget the former things do not dwell on the past see I am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. God has formed us as a people for His presence. That's the whole thing of Psalm 84. It's about coming before him, coming into his presence. The people that he's formed for his praise. A people to come and experience him in worship. A people to be changed and transformed through encounters with the living God. God has called us to be a people of praise. Let us begin to praise Him in the valley, the valley of weeping, that valley of Baka, and to turn it around and to make it a place of springs. Prophetically, we begin to be those people who praise and proclaim His name. Even before we see things turning around, prophetically, we begin to make a shift we do so in the spiritual realm by not agreeing with the with the voices of negativity all those opinions of death destruction despair desolation no we begin to agree with what God says. God says, I am going to raise up the valleys. Where it once was a place of weeping, I'm now going to turn it into a place of blessing. So we begin to praise Him and worship Him and declare these things. Even before it happens, we already as a prophetic people begin to give Him praise and proclaim His Lordship. His rule and reign in our lives and in the situation. And then we begin to change things as we change the spiritual atmosphere. We also get involved in changing the natural environment until it does become a place of springs. Now, as I'm going to bring our time to a close this morning, I want to just make a, 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 a link between what the people of old would have understood to encounter the presence of the Lord in the temple and what we should anticipate as the people of God. So I'm going to switch into the New Testament here in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. We together, as sons and daughters of the Most High, we are living stones. And we create this place of His dwelling, the place of His presence. And as you begin to worship Him, you experience the nearness of God. His presence is there with you. So don't panic about the fact that you can't come to a physical building. God is causing his presence to come to you. Hallelujah. What an amazing upgrade into the new covenant. The old covenant, you had to go to a place. But in the new covenant, you are the place. <laughs> and you're being built up to be that holy habitation. That place where God comes and he meets with you by the Spirit. You can experience the presence of God. The refreshing rain. As you begin to change that place of weeping into a place of pool. You redig the well in your own life begin to dig the wells of worship, cultivate, set your heart on pilgrimage, and you will experience the revival rain that will fall down, and the blessing of the Lord is going to bring about the most phenomenal change in your life. Let's pray together. Lord, we honor you for what you're doing. We thank you That you're causing a shift and a change in our hearts, in our minds. Even Holy Spirit as you're drawing us into a place of acknowledging you, of worshiping you, of setting our hearts on pilgrimage. So we lift our hearts to you. To worship you. That we might encounter you in greater measure. That we might be revived and renewed. Lord, as we redig dig the wells of worship, of praise, would you pour out blessing upon your people in fresh ways? You know, folks, the most appropriate thing for us right now is just to turn our hearts and just to worship Him. He's worthy, worthy. Let's just bless His name together. Let's praise Him. Let's worship together.